these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. Oh my gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Imagine being the president of a country and half your country got sick. So it's difficult for him. We all got to pull together as people now. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Gotta wipe off my hand. I touched the door handle outside the building with oh, my bare hand. Oh, that's so not use, the new normal. No, so I can use that's a, the old somewhat abnormal. Gotta use a Clorox wipe here. Feeling pretty good about this. So you're you told the station that Clorox wipes are really the white gold. Oh yeah, they're impossible to find. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd uh, squat down, scoot across my yard like a dog. Uh, to take care of my hind end before I, you know, I wouldn't trade TP for, for well, I would. Here's what I'm trying to say, Jack, <laughs> since it's unclear to everyone. <laughs> I would trade a case of toilet paper for a single container of those Clorox wipes. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dang, I'm, I'm, I'm low in my truck because uh, I travel with them and, uh, and I didn't realize you can't buy them anywhere. Live from Studio C. Oh, C-O-V-I-D-19, senor. Uh, dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, everybody, we're under the tutelage of our ta-ta general manager, Tedros Atadam, oh, the head of the WHO. Getting a good kick in this week. Good. Oh, he deserves yeah. it. Yeah, limber up, folks. You're going to want to give him a couple yourselves. He, um, yeah, we have a great guest on that later in the show, Lon Hee Chen, who penned an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal, blasted him. This guy, what are his initials? I'm going to call him that because that's what he's go- everybody's calling him now. TDS or whatever. Uh, T A G. T A G. Okay. Um, he is among the more evil people on Earth. That's then. That's not an easy thing to pull off. There are seven billion people and plenty of evil ones. And plenty to stand out as one of the more evil people on Earth. To have a singular role as a single human being in increasing by multiples. The economic and uh, and health damage to the earth during this whole thing by one person is not easy to pull off. But that guy who runs the WHO did it, and he you know, should pay a price. He's a particular sort of evil, Jack. I believe he the, the correct term for uh, TAG is toady, toady. Uh, no, not today, Apple. Stop correcting me. <laughs> a person who behaves obsequiously to someone important. The problem is. Because he's made a career of that, you know, being an Ethiopian official. Uh, he's always had to kowtow to the superpowers. Well, in this in this case, he is kowtowing to communist China, one of the most evil regimes on earth, and it's cost many, many thousands of lives because he dared not confront them. And trillions of dollars. He's made a career of toadying. Yeah, we'll talk more about that later, but it's a heck of a story. Anyway, it's Friday. It's Good Friday. I'm guessing this will be the least church-attended Good Friday by percentage in world history. Mm, Certainly, yeah. Yeah, isn't that something? Never in the history of the world since Jesus walked the earth has there been a lower percentage of people uh, attending uh, Good Friday services, which is really interesting. Uh, Uh, Unfortunately, the figures from the years 136 through 138 are unavailable. I'm so uh, guessing. I see people people doing zooming. They zoom their uh, church things, and I don't I don't know what y'all are doing. But uh, if you if you if you got an answer for that, 
Text line is 415-295-KFTC. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. Going to be kind of a tough weekend for people doing Easter egg hunts. Um, but you can still do them, but just do them inside, I guess. And, yeah. you know, just set up the eggs for the kids inside the house and let them ransack the house, you know, looking for those eggs. You know, i got to talk later about my, my oldest son crossed the line. I don't know when he actually crossed the line, but he uh, admitted to me that he crossed the line on the whole Easter Bunny Santa thing fairly recently so i should talk about that because it was kind of an interesting conversation um you know it's a part of life as we as we've said before it's it's it it hurts that that wonderful time is over the whole santa claus easter bunny thing but you also don't want them to be doing it when they're 20 so you know it had to end at some point well it's interesting that it would end at a similar time i find the um the narrative around being being purposely uh, vague here because of all the small children who really love the Armstrong and Getty show. They love kind oh, of politically driven AM talk radio. Uncle Jack and Uncle Joe. Get back to, to tell, the jet. Tell, <laughs> tell me more about Liberty, Uncle Joe. Uh, I find the narrative uh, around Father Christmas uh, far more plausible than that of the <laughs> yeah. hopping Easter uh, mascot. Yeah, they really didn't spend a lot of time throwing together the whole Easter bunny thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Was there nobody in the room well, that wanted to push back? Jesus uh, rose from the dead, so there's a rabbit who distributes candy. <laughs> oh, Why it, does he eat yeah, the candy? Wait a second, there's more. A rabbit who, dis- <laughs> who distributes candy in egg form. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, because uh, rabbits, of course, lay eggs. <laughs> so, yeah, it just does not hold together as a narrative quite as well as well, some of the others do. No, the chicks, the, the chickens, they're too stupid to find your address, so they've hired a rabbit well, to I'll, deliver the eggs. I'll, I'll tell you the brief uh, version of the story. So um, we do on St. Patrick's Day, which was just a couple of weeks ago, the uh, leprechaun trap which I was unaware of, but we had a babysitter that introduced us to it. So the kid set up a leprechaun trap, and then the leprechaun shows up, and there's usually candy, and there's glitter everywhere. And he pees yep. in the toilet, and the toilet water is green, so that's hilarious. I remember for a couple of years, your leprechaun trap included a, a tripwire and a shotgun. <laughs> yeah. He falls into a boiling pot of water. Um, with a bear pit? <laughs> with the spikes. Yeah. Um, oh, Lord. So, no, but the, the leprechaun always comes and pees in the toilet, leaves little uh, sparkly footprints as he leaves the house. And the kids really enjoy it. Well, th- this year um, uh, they, they, they left a, uh, a note, and it said, please, I would like your autograph. And so I signed it. They'd been doing that with Easter Bunny and Santa and my, my oldest, Ustan. Said, and I don't know when he bailed out on this. I think he just wanted to let me know. Look, I know, so don't you know? Take it easier. Um, but he said, Dad, that's obviously your handwriting. I mean, just he he pulled me aside for this, obviously. But he said, that, that's right. that's your handwriting. I mean, you're not. I don't know what you're doing here, but you're not fooling me. Okay, so he wanted to show to you he was taking an evidence based approach. All right, he wasn't just rejecting the narrative. He was uh, listen, Dad. I'm I got a hair fact. I got a hair sample from the. Uh, <laughs> From the alleged leprechaun, and I, I ran it through the lab, and it appears to match yours. So, plus since the alleged leprechaun <laughs> urine off for a lab test as well. Plus, you signed it, Jack Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it through. Yeah. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Now, this is the first I have heard of this new phrase. I will be uh, most likely using it and tweeting it uh, at some point over the next several weeks, multiple times probably. A mayor in Hawaii uh, sent back three quote unquote. Covidiots, 
back to the mainland after they were not uh, complying with their self-quarantining <laughs> to all new arrivals. COVID-idiots. COVID-idiots. And uh, no, no surprise, these people were from Florida. But, uh, but yeah. Oh, hey, hey, hey. hey Careful they're, now. They're Florida, man. It's a thing. Google it. <laughs> um, and the, uh, yeah, COVID-idiots. So I'm a big fan of that phrase. I'm going to be trying to figure out ways to slip that into my, my own vernacular. That's a good one. Uh, I'm Jack. I, I'm, hmm. Who am I? The I'm Easter a, Bunny. I'm a trouble. No damn leprechaun. I had a screaming headache today. I don't get headaches very often. But I got one of those where it feels like your head's going to crack open. Oh, that's terrible. So I got to run to the medicine cabinet. First option I get because I was out of uh, ibuprofen in my car. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday, April 10th, the year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. And a most respectful good Friday now. to all. Let's begin the show uh, officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations, at Mark. Carol Baskin. Killed her husband, whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed him to tigers, they sack it. What's happening? Carol Baskin. <laughs> is that just some internet uh, person? Or? That is a TikTok dressed up like Joe Exotic doing an, somewhat of an interpretive dance while doing that, and it has inspired kind of the Carol Baskin shout. Now people are all doing the dance. It's, you know, it's one of those oh, internet things or whatever. Gosh, but, well. but I thought it was delightful. I'll, sure. I'll try to track down the video and show it to you. Yeah, i got to see the video. Have you seen Rob Lowe dressed as Joe Exotic, his thing he's been doing? <laughs> no, really I funny. not. It's pretty darn funny. Speaking now, talking Rob about Lowe. Rob Lowe. Um, <laughs> How does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. Really good. And, and, hey, we have clips of the week coming up as well. Yeah, all on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hospitals across the country, some of them are struggling to pay people because they've got so little income. They canceled all the other procedures, and then they haven't been uh, overrun with coronavirus patients. So they're just kind of sitting there empty, sitting around doing nothing. they got no income, and it's throwing off all their uh, their finances. Yeah, there's a hospital crisis, all right, just not the one we expected. Craziness. Yeah. Um. So we have mailbag coming up in a little bit. Right, but now let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Together we are tackling this disease. Coronavirus! (laughs) Which is effectively flat for two days. Americans are drinking more alcohol and doing more drugs than usual during the quarantine. I didn't read a study. This is based on nothing. It's just obviously happening. This is going to be an 80% economy. There are things that are not coming back. People are not going to crowd into conferences. Yeah. They're not going to crowd into arenas. The marginal customer is not going back to movie theaters and cruises and Disneyland, and we need to accept that. We built the greatest economy in the world. I'll do it a second time. That over a period of time, we will get a good vaccine, that we will never have to get back to where we are right back now. So if that means getting back to normal, then we'll get back to normal. Speaking moistly on them. Uh, our health care system is operating. We're not, I don't believe we lost a single person because we couldn't provide care. 
now we need to go and look in families to find those people who may be sick and remove them and isolate them in a, in a safe and dignified manner. What? Every minute the president speaks, somebody dies. Do you think he didn't do it? Are you on his side? Uh, well, I, are, you, are you recommending a pardon? <laughs> Speaking moistly. Speaking moistly. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh wow, boy. that was... Uh... A big cow, but a diseased one. <laughs> Man, I sure hope they, 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 they figure out what happened there in the Navy. They don't need to tell us. Uh, it can be internal, but I hope they figure out what went on there. Did you hear the Secretary of Defense say yesterday he is open to the idea of reappointing Captain Crozier? Stunning well, turnaround. The, the, the way his, you know, the people beneath him were cheering him there is astounding. Right, right. Well, your theory, which I think, it, 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 well, it may be right, and if so, well done, is that in the same manner as the, the wreck of the McCain and some of those other collisions in the Pacific that were just, uh, they exposed the Navy's utter lack of battle readiness in a lot of ways. Which is scary. I, I wonder if, if the captain turned to the uh, methods he did out of sheer desperation and the you know the higher ups took a look at it and said, "Wow, you know what? He was absolutely right." And it's you know it's a rare thing to say he was right to go outside the chain of command and to to leak information semi intentionally to the press. Uh, but if the problem was as severe as he says, I don't know. Maybe he is a hero. Well, I'll let those above my pay grade, as they say, figure that out. But I was shocked that the sec def would say that. Mailbag. Woohoo! Yeah. Our Ben Franklin freedom-loving quote of the day. It's mostly been virtue-loving quotes of the day from poor Richard's almanac. This one in 1748. Pardoning the bad is injuring the good. The carrot and the stick, Jack. It's interesting in light of another message we got explaining that Cal Unicornia is continuing its, its bizarre and ill-advised experiment in decriminalizing crime. And uh, because of the COVID thing, not letting your crisis go to waste, they're going to reduce the bail for, quote-unquote, nonviolent crimes to zero. So look for another explosion of property crime and burglary and God knows what else. Uh, let's see. Moving along to the correspondence proper, uh, proper James sent us uh, a really great link to a story about the FCC uh, revoking China's rights to participate in our telecom uh, systems, which we'll get to in a little bit. But he says, I drive hospital workers from uh, one hospital campus to another one, Lincoln, Nebraska. The nurses and doctors all love your show. They often ask, who are these guys? They're now regular listeners. Awesome. Uh, fabulous. Yeah, shout out to the doctors, nurses, and the hospital personnel of beautiful Lincoln, Nebraska. I have spent some fun nights in Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. Um, yeah, China. Great, great folks. Speaking of China, China has reclassified dogs as pets instead of livestock. Way to catch up to the 21st century, China. Screw you, China. There's nothing you can do at this point. The, the, China the, is asshole! You know, in short, yeah. I wasn't going to say that out loud, but... Uh, the relationship is over, China. I mean, we can we can still communicate, we can still be civil, but we are no longer pals. Moving along, here's uh, Jeff in San Jose. Joe, have you no sense of decency, sir? How dare you disparage the Pope on Little Good Friday, no less, yesterday. 
color me sad and disappointed. I'll be awaiting the divine retribution for your shameful comments. Oh, oh, that uh, was Jeff, based that on was the, the Pope saying the, the COVID-19 is for us ignoring climate change, which is an odd thing to say. I mean, you're getting back to punishing Galileo uh, yeah. talk there. Well, with all due respect to our Catholic friends and, and, and your uh, beliefs, I'm not a Pope worshiper. I, I think this current one is a bit of a crackpot, uh, joining quite a few Popes through history, by the way. And like... Um, you know, like I say about a lot of institutions, I respect the Catholic Church, but I don't worship it. And in and in the case of the Catholic Church especially, I'm watching it, all right? It's done a lot of good in the world and a hell of a lot of evil. Don't you be lecturing me about the Pope, Pope Crackpot the first? Let's see. <laughs> no Name Ron writes, hello, Mr. A and Mr. G. I was just wondering, if a person who complains about how far off the death predictions of the virus are can... Can they confidently tout the global warming predictions? Also, Tedros Adnam of the Who is correct. If you politicize this, there will be more body bags. He should know that because that's exactly what happened when he politicized Ooh, it. Ooh, the way that's that good shot, no yeah. name, Ron. Geez, that's the best commentary I've heard on that. Congratulations! Landed one, yeah, landed one right on the chin. Yes, you're right about that, sir. You politicized it, and there are many body bags. So, good and, one. Finally, this, Robert. Guys, I watched Tiger King after hearing you guys talk about it so much. It was fascinating, but depressed me so much as I look at those that are sick in our society. God, I need to watch Ozarks to cheer me up. (laughs) Ozarks. Yeah, Ozarks. If you watch both shows, you know how funny that is. (laughs) Yes, it is ultimately appalling. We'll bring you up to speed on uh, you know the latest numbers and everything like that. And what is going on? There are so many models of what's going to happen, and they're all over the place. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Easter, I'm sure you know, or maybe you don't know. I know we don't know anything anymore. It's on Sunday, and tonight marks the second night of Passover. I know people who are having virtual Seder and Easter dinners, which is the best we can do, I guess, but also very weird. It's odd to end a holiday family dinner by pressing leave meeting. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, well, everything's weird right now. We'll get to this story a little bit later. Almost half of working adults had no idea what their partner's job involved until they started being isolated together. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is kind of funny. I don't know. Is something with numbers? <laughs> right. He's on the phone a lot. I've been thinking. Yeah, well, of, go ahead. Well, we did a phone topic a long time ago. What, what do you? Do? I can't remember how it came up. But what do you do for a living? And it was amazing how many people would say, "Well, I'm a, the assistant uh, vice president of uh, numbers crunching uh, activities here at uh, uh, Blumenthal." And we'd be like, "Yes, but what do you do?" And then they would repeat their title. And then after a couple more questions, they'd finally say, "Well, I." I do a balance sheet every day of how many hog bellies are sold and how many we have in the warehouse. Right. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to think out how to have this conversation and not come off as uh, so many of the other conversations. The uh, the the numbers of dead are way lower than they were. T- we were told they were going to be a couple of weeks ago. It looks like it's going to be way lower. I'm not trying to make the argument that I was making two months ago that this is like the regular flu. At the same time, um. 
Why do all the cable news channels have a little counter down in the bottom corner as the as the numbers add up? When you take a look at everything, first of all, this as of last night, there were about a half a million confirmed cases, which doesn't tell you much because we still aren't testing that much. Uh, but there are uh, 16,690 deaths as of last night. That was a 12.6% increase from the day before. That percentage every day is dropping uh, quite a bit. Uh, hopefully it's not going to be going back up again anytime soon. But 16,690 deaths, and they're talking about the peak coming here in, uh, in, in not too long, depending on what model you look at. And, man, the models are all over the place. You can find a model that says, oh, yeah, the peak for... You know, for instance, California is Saturday. And other people say, no, no, the peak is July 18th. Well, that's that's quite a spread between those two models of uh, when you're reaching the peak. But then, so, these numbers have been off-repeated, but I'm going to repeat them again. Every year we lose 67,000 people to drug overdoses. We don't have a little counter down in the corner of our screen adding up all the people that die from drug overdoses every single day and talk about what we need to do to stop that. We don't even really hardly talk about it at all. Uh, 50,000 suicides a year, 88,000 from alcohol abuse. That's a big number. Diabetes kills 83,000. Cancer, 606,000. Yeah. We're getting a little bit into the, in terms of the amount of time that's spent on it, and we're spending a lot of time on it, but in terms of the amount of time that's spent on it with the presidential press briefing every day and the, and the people viewing it, and then, the, like I said, the body count down in the corner of the cable news screen, we're getting a, a, close to the... Um, why are we spending so much time talking about shark attacks when you're more likely to die in a car wreck sort of situation? Yeah, yeah. And what's difficult is those of us who don't spend full-time studying this stuff, and actually you and I spend dang near full-time studying this stuff, is that every element in this moves constantly. And so we're trying to figure out, okay, uh, so you say uh, the projected death is going to be lower because we're sheltering in place, and if we didn't, the death toll would be absolutely horrific. But then... There are some pretty smart, reasonable people who are pointing out, and we're going to get into this a little bit more in the next segment, that uh, it has not been a disaster in places that sheltered early. It's not been a disaster in some places that did not shelter early. Um, it's mm, been a disaster in just a couple of places. And it's it's almost impossible to figure out why they're different. Yeah. And and it is unquestionable. The one thing we can all agree on is we are absolutely doing economic devastation to ourselves. Um, I don't know. I keep going back and forth. Well, if it ends up being 60,000 dead, which is kind of, you know, similar to a, a bad flu year, it is not going to be an, uh, something people write about in history books. The economic thing, though, will be. Well, the question is, what would it have been? Right, the unknowable number. You have to look then to the the models, but the models have changed a great deal, and there is absolutely a a media interest in keeping this thing whipped up because viewership is up. So it's it's a big spring promotion for cable news, and you could argue talk radio if you wanted. We're not doing it intentionally. It's the last thing we would do around here. Um, but and then you've got the uh, the government officials, uh, the uh, Dr. Fauci and Burks and. And, uh, you know, uh, Nancy and Chuck and, and, and McConnell, they all have an interest in keeping this thing big. You know, it, I'm not saying necessarily an evil interest, but they're in it. Certainly aren't going to downplay it while they're trying to get ex- legislation through. Right. Yeah, exactly. So take and, more of your money and spread it around somehow. And can you imagine, uh, and again, we'll be discussing this in a bit more length later on in the show, but... 
Can you imagine if you were among a group of government officials that advocated a policy that wrought economic devastation on tens of millions of American people, and it turns out you're wrong, and you overreacted? You're never going to admit that. No, you certainly wouldn't. You certainly wouldn't. So there uh, there are less than honest brokers involved, starting with old Tedros Toady. They're at the WHO and, and on down. People just covering their asses. And I, I wish I knew what to advocate. I, I will tell you this. The president is about to start up a new task force. He's forming it up right now. The let's get the hell back to work task force. And I'm glad to hear it. Dr. Fauci has said if they make a movie about him, Brad Pitt should play him. Okay. Oh, so stop it. Everybody picks Brad Pitt. Joe Exotic said the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> There are lots of good actors. I couldn't pick Brad Pitt. If you want handsome, go with Liam Hemsworth or, or, you know, always Brad Pitt. Um, uh, I did a couple of uh, essential trips yesterday. My wife keeps saying, you can't stay home, can you? And I I really can't. But uh, I was out running around. I got an essential milkshake at Mill's Diner because they were open and uh, I wanted a milkshake. So I got one. And the reason I was out and about is I had to get some chemicals for our hot tub, which apparently is essential because I went to the hot tub store and it was open. And uh, bought some essential hot tub chemicals. Neither one of those things sound very essential to me. As I was looking across at the uh, one of the biggest, what do you call those? Where they have the, 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 the it's kind of phony at this point in history. Outlet stores. Um, oh yeah, it used to be a good thing. Yeah, now phony. It's just a different store um, with the stuff you can't sell other places. But um, one of your more popular outlet malls, it's just a zoo always, 365 days a year, and has you know, been completely empty because it's completely shut. Um, none of that stuff is essential. But I just thought as I was buying my chemicals for my, for my hot tub over here at this store and getting a milkshake over here, this, what's essential and what's not is just so, it'd be very angering. If well, I if my store was closed down and I'm like going to go out of business and lose everything I had, but at least they got to keep selling hot tub chemicals and milkshakes. They're starting to focus a little more closely on what's being sold and what's not. We mentioned this yesterday that uh, various municipalities around America are saying to your big box stores, all right, look, the food and the drugs and stuff, that's essential. But uh, a new pair of earbuds is not essential. You know, a, a pair of sweatpants is not essential, whatever. So how, how long is it going to be till? what's that? Sweatpants are essential. How dare you? <laughs> how, well, yes, they are. You want me pantless? Pair. Is this what you want to see? You yank down your pants. <laughs> oh, no! But how stained are your sweatpants, Sean? Launder those. You things. pull down your pants and turn around and give them what my youngest son calls a whammo. Wow! <laughs> oh boy! Oh, that left a mark. Oh. Can you see my privates? Can you? Can you? Can you see my privates? Can you? Can you? So, how long is it going to be until the uh, outlet clothing stores start selling spa chemicals just so they can make a little money? Yeah. And, and your local restaurant, why why don't they sell uh, just buy a case of ibuprofen somewhere? Well, and start selling that. It's a similar argument. The reason I could get a milkshake, which is obviously not essential, in fact, a grown man should never drink one, um, uh, is because it's providing food for the hungry as a restaurant. But I got a milkshake. The uh, hot tub chemicals are because it has water treatment for clean water for people to drink. You know, they also sell that. So that's. You know, similar to the buying earbuds at the Target. So maybe they'll start going through your carts one by one. Now's a good time to play this audio. This is from England, but this is what they're going to start doing in England, and this is a cop on the street giving a speech. We will not at this stage be starting to marshal supermarkets and checking the items in baskets and trolleys to see whether it's a legitimate, necessary item. But again, be under no illusion. 
if people do not heed the warnings and the pleas that I'm making today, we will start to do that. So they're going to start. If they feel like you're not falling in line, they are going to start paying attention to everything in your car. Okay, bread, I suppose you could make a sandwich out of that. Uh, wait a second. Mustard? I don't know that you need mustard. Is a that, fine condiment, but not an essential is one. Is that where we're going? Item by item scrutiny of what I need and what I don't need? Yeah, it's right. like a light bulb. That's uh, I don't know about light bulbs. Like an apple falling from a tree, my thoughts have ripened. I have a policy. End of next week, folks. End of next week. Saturday midnight, we all throw on masks and we get back to life. Period. Everybody in a mask. You want to ticket people for not having masks in public? Okay, let's talk about I'm fine it. That's with that. Fine. I'm perfectly fine with that. Let's pull the damn starter on this lawnmower and get her going again. Open things up and let people wear masks. And, you know, you, you encourage them to stay six feet, feet apart. And I've seen... And washing your hands and, and not to shake sure. hands and the rest of it. I've sure. seen all of it. I've seen almost entire cooperation with the whole staying six feet apart at all these various places I've been. People are just voluntarily doing it. You know, why self-preservation? People right. don't want to get sick themselves. There's something to motivate them to, to be careful. Mm. I agree. Open the economy, make people wear masks, which might be where we could have been from the beginning if the government had gotten on the whole wear a mask train. We'll never know. Yeah. Maybe we'll know the next pandemic. Well, we have some good scientific news coming up and a little more on uh, those who are skeptical that this policy was the right one and uh, even more skeptical whether it remains uh, the right one. Awesome. Yeah. Who would you pick to play you in a movie? If Brad Brad Pitt is a a cliche, who do you go with? Uh, Zach Gafflin (laughs) Manakis. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. That's not bad. I'd go with Bruce Willis, a better looking me. Who's the uh, other uh, Zoftig uh, yet funny lad? Uh, there are actually quite a few of us. Um, <laughs> uh, Judd Judd Apatow is that a good choice, John? To play uh, me, uh, Judd Apatow. Yeah, maybe a Seth Rogen. Do you think Rogen could, oh, could pull that off? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little young, but that sounds good to me for the early years. Wow. To play, how about to play Jack? Too bad Telly Savalas isn't with us anymore. Well, I, I, I go on Bruce Willis, a better-looking me. All uh, oh, right, Jonathan yeah, Banks, strong. the uh, the the actor who plays Mike Ermintrout on Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. That's not too bad. <laughs> I don't <laughs> but know that person. He's like seventy-five. Yeah, they're they're doing amazing. They do the do the thing they did with the Irishman. We could de-age oh, yeah. him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because that worked great. <laughs> Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Don't you love it when people in school are like, I'm a bad test taker? You mean you're stupid. (laughs) Oh, you struggle with that part where we find out what you know? (laughs) I can totally relate. See, because I'm a brilliant painter, minus my god-awful brush strokes. That's an apropos of nothing Daniel Tosh joke, just because it's funny. (laughs) He makes me laugh. He is is so funny. Oh, he is not for the faint of heart, though. <laughs> oh, you mean, no, kidding. oh, you mean that part where we find out what you know? <laughs> ah, that's funny. Anyway, welcome to the program. More, you know, that other stuff later. Not right here. 
Yeah, right. First, a mostly not that other stuff, and then a completely not that. Well, no, they're both somewhat related. It's impossible to get more than a degree or two of separation away, but I will tell you this. Uh, yesterday, yes. Uh, I'm reading now from a Department of Justice uh, release. Today, interested executive branch, branch agencies, which included uh, the Department of Justice, Homeland Security, Defense, State, Commerce, and the U.S. Trade Representative, so pretty much the entire executive branch, unanimously recommended that the FCC revoke and terminate China Telecom Corp's authorizations to provide international telecommunication services to and from the United States. China Telecom is the U.S. subsidiary of the People's Republic of China, state-owned telecommunications company. In other words, we're throwing their ass out. They are no longer authorized to buy and sell and furnish equipment in this country. How the hell did it last as long as it did? But, you know, whatever. Took a while for people to catch on. Oh, right! Evil regime! Communism! Want to take over the world? Destroy our way of life? Right, I remember that. And our communications infrastructure, that would be a good place to say, I don't know, steal our communications. Finally figured it out. Uh, Get the hell out of here! China! Mr. President. That's right, sir. Uh, They mentioned the evolving national security environment. Uh, Concerns that China Telecom is vulnerable to exploitation by the government. Inaccurate statements by China Telecom to U.S. government authorities about where China Telecom stored its U.S. records, raising questions about who has access to those records. The dirty commies do, that's who. Uh, And all sorts of other lies and obfuscations, so that's a great step. I wonder when Bojo uh, finally recovers fully, and and I hear he's doing better, but when he finally recovers from Chairman Xi's Chinese bat coughing death, uh, how how friendly he's going to be feeling toward Huawei then. Right. Uh, but, but so that's a great move. Second, somewhat unrelated to the you-know-what note, this is fabulous. The Canadians, a reasonable people, a fine people. They're, uh, the, the custodian of most of North America's moose. America's hearty. hat. Canada. They brought us, they brought us uh, hockey. Uh, here's an ed- article out of Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, A new Canadian study published recently in the British Medical Journal finds that the medical information offered by the Dr. Oz show and the doctors isn't all that accurate. No way! Jeez, ask me to sit down before you tell me Dr. Oz is peddling crap. I don't know the doctors. Are you familiar with that show? No. It it doesn't have Dr. Oz on it? No, okay. no, that's a that's like a competing quack show. We actually, trying to out quack him. I would like to. It's a quack off. It's a quack off. I I, uh, I I wish I could remember the name of the guy who sent us this link to the story. A couple of people did, but I appreciated the fact that he said Doctor Oz is at least half a horse sized duck <laughs> slash quack. Anyway, it's a, yeah, it's a bit of a reach, but. Uh, recommendations made on medical talk shows often lack adequate information on specific benefits or the magnitude of the effects of those benefits. Approximately half of the recommendations have either no evidence or are contradicted by the best available evidence. Potential conflicts of interest are rarely addressed. The researchers randomly selected 40 episodes of the Dr. Oz show from uh, the year 2013 
All recommendations made on each program were identified, and a group of experienced evidence reviewers independently researched for and evaluated evidence to support uh, 80 randomly selected recommendations for each show. The authors report the evidence uh, reviewers, quote, could find at least a case study or better evidence to support about 54% uh, of the 160 recommendations. So... Evidence supported 46%, contradicted 15%, and there was none found for 39% of the recommendations on the Dr. Oz show. Meaning it's half likely it's worth a damn and and probably is just selling you something useless. Now, you, you listen to Dr. Oz, you get what you deserve. Go ahead. Enjoy yourself. Knock yourself out. He struck me as a quack first time I saw him, then we met him in person. He's a complete charlatan, and I hate him. Yes, he's he's also a, a rude and and uh, yeah, he's just a bad awful person. person. Yeah, he's yeah. just a bad person. Yeah. Um. So it's a, in, in 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 Dr. Fauci's defense, he was asked if they make a movie about this, who should play you? Uh, and he said Brad Pitt. So we were talking about who would play us in movies. Not that they're ever going to make a movie about us. And uh, a number of people said Nathan Lane would be good for Joe. Uh, not not terrible. And it'd be and it, you know. Who doesn't well, want Nathan Lane playing them in a movie? Because you'd come off as, as witty and charming. Oh, yeah. yeah, And gay. <laughs> well, all right. But, you know, that's all right. Um, I would be honored. <laughs> so we had somebody who's willing to actually trade you. They would trade Clorox wipes for toilet paper because they, for whatever reason, bought a bunch of Clorox wipes but are out of t- toilet paper. I wonder mm. if we could get some sort of tradeo going later where people trade. You know, I've got plenty of bottled water, but I'm lacking hand sanitizer. You know, that sort of thing. Well, as I recall, both of us early in our radio careers in small town America hosted tradeo shows. Yeah. So I've got to, I got the chops. Willing to trade a rowboat for four good snow tires. <laughs> Here's my number. <laughs> That's good radio. Throwing a lost dog in the school lunch report. And... Oh, yeah. Riveting. <laughs>